1: You podcasters have been listening for free for too long. You owe us something. Well, okay. Listen, a lot of you have said, hey, guys, I'd be willing to subscribe and pay X per week or per month for the podcast. You know why we don't charge? Because we're stupid. Because we're stupid. But anyway, why don't you think about what would you be willing to pay per month for the Armstrong and Getty show? And then instead of giving it to us, give it to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Donate it and help our, uh, our warriors who are in their time of greatest need. And you got this organization that is all volunteers, and they do fabulous, beautiful, beautiful work helping our guys. So just go to armstrongandgetty.com to donate it. To me, the thing I cared about was that he kept trying to be useful after he left the White House, and he befriended me. I'm not a fan of Bill Clinton. I never have been. So maybe I'm, uh, maybe I'm coming at it with a you know, and help and a bias. But whenever I heard from him over the last 48 hours or so, it always seemed like he had a way of making it about him. <laughs> yeah. While we were, he and I were going to do this, and maybe maybe it's just my own bias. Maybe the other presidents were doing it the same way. I just I just felt like he always made him the center of the story somehow. But you know, uh, I take I admit I have a huge bias against him. Their friendship, which spanned many many years, uh-huh. they did all sorts of wonderful charity work. George H. W. and uh, Bill Clinton. Was really a, a cool story and interesting and they oh, ended sure. up with a lot of no respect doubt. for each other. No doubt. But in the midst of talking about it, Bill did that biting his lip thing and I almost retched. It was almost <laughs> too much. And hey, we haven't heard I haven't heard this one at all. Can you pay Bush seven on there just because I haven't actually heard this one? It was a great learning experience, you know, hanging out around him. He was kind of like a mentor and kind of like a father figure at the same time. Well, so they wanted to interview an idiot about the passing of the president. (laughs) That's good, because you want to spread it around, you know, talk to all sorts of different people. In different perspectives, let's get the weightlifter's perspective. Do we have a rounded-up idiot who is an incredible disappointment as governor available? Yeah. About Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's a good one. (laughs) It's either him or Jesse Ventura, I guess. I'm kind of interested in not criticizing it, just think it's interesting that major networks, for instance, CBS has blown out all the other news coverage on the CBS early show this isn't cable news i expect cable news to do this but the major network has been doing now for like an hour commercial free following the car with the casket in it casket in it from wherever from the home to the airport now loading it in the plane i mean just the whole thing think that is air force 1 that they sent is that um no yeah, it's an interesting programming decision You know, he was a a man who had great respect on, you know, all sides. Yeah, I, maybe this isn't the day for this conversation. Probably not. But. uh, I know you well enough to know the answer. You also know me well enough to know I'm going to soldier on anyway. (laughs) Exactly. Charge forward. I just wanted to be on the record objecting. I am all for uh, uh, a sober look at presidents when they die. Good a time as they need to do it. Mm Mm-hmm but we it's pretty easy to cross the line into the sort of thing you do if the king is passed yep with the pageantry and the adulation and everything like that and that that i always worry about that i was thinking about that last night even i have enormous respect for george h w i think it's entirely possible he was the best and most important one term president in the history of the country i also thought he was an amazing human being but He was the head of one of three co-equal branches of government. I understand that the president is the highest office in the land, but it's a government office. Um, And and oddly enough, George H.W. Bush would have agreed with me more than virtually anybody that he should not be worshipped. He was there to do a job. He did it as well as he could. His job was to serve the American people and protect their freedom. And he feels like he did a pretty darn good job at it, and, and I would agree with him. But worshipfulness of government bothers me. You know, yeah. if you know me at all, yeah. you understand that. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, all the presidents were not heroes. Some of them were 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 crooks, or people with great strengths and stunning weaknesses. Uh, some of them took us in the wrong direction, hurt the cause of liberty, hurt the, the you know the prosperity of the American people. We shouldn't worship them like gods. They're, you know, they're public figures. We don't have kings. We don't have kings in this country. We're trying to get away from that, right? And uh, I just think sometimes this stuff has the look. of it. It's clear that human nature wants a king. Oh uh, yeah. Human nature wants a royal family that we look to, and that's that's the way I feel about Michelle Obama's book. It's got part of that whole royal family thing to it. That's just right. seems weird to me. Right. Um. But that's just apparently human nature. Uh, Oh, I thought W's point last night on 60 Minutes uh, about how brutal it is when you're president and how brutal it was watching his dad get attacked in the media and how that helped prepare him. And then he said, but that's good. That's good. We should do that to people in power. I mean, they should be held to account for everything. And, yeah, I like that attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Hear, hear. You know, one final note on the King thing. It's interesting that so many human structures... uh, imitate the family. I mean, whether it's God the Father or, you know, there are various uh, honorifics for kings and queens that uh, imply that there are parents. That, um, you know, they they have begat us. Begot begut us? I don't know. <laughs> um, Yeah, I'm not comfortable with that at all. And again, if you want to pay tribute to a great American, fine, that's great. But enough worshipfulness. He begat, today I will Beget? Beget. Unless I forget. <laughs> Who has ever forgotten to beget? <laughs> if there's begetting to be done, you don't have to remind me. If I got an appointment to beget, we're going to beget after it. How about, let's, I, I like the idea of this. Just popped into my head. Okay. A little mini goal for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. You think we could pull that out For off? today? Like uh, maybe by the for end this, of the hour? Maybe this hour. Yeah. So we get a total right now. See where we are. Mm-hmm. And uh, see what we could pull off with an hour. Seems like a good idea. Sure, why not? Yeah, you know, why not? What's the worst that could happen? Here
0: we go. 19970
1: American dollars. Two things. Two things. One, Gladys, who usually plays a harp, World War I vet. Right. Um, does the snare drum this time of year for this. Uh-huh. You can't see it because it's radio. Twirls the sticks. Right. Like she's Tommy Lee. And then reaches over to the organ, wheedles around quickly. (laughs) Where's the organ? It's the organ, Gladys. Oh my God! Listen to me yelling at her. her. She's she's eighty years old, Joe. Eighty and a World War One vet. (laughs) You're too kind. I suggest you check the math, Michael. (laughs) But she twirls. She's wearing the fingerless gloves, and she twirls the sticks when she's playing the. Oh yeah, just like Tommy. Pretty cool. Nice job, Gladys. But yes, we're yeah, at about $20,000. Warrior Foundation, Freedom Station. Don't want to lose the thread of what we're doing here. Yeah. Uh, too late. <laughs> we're trying to raise money for this incredible organization that takes care of our injured uh, warriors, whether it's PTSD, physical injuries, emotional injuries, sickness, helps them transition to civilian life, flies them home for Christmas time when they're in the hospital. Which is just a beautiful, beautiful thing to help their healing and help the family's heal, healing. Uh, so we're, yeah, we're a little over 20 GER. So what's a reasonable goal? 35 to aggressive? 35. That's 35, exactly what I was thinking. 35 of. by the end of the hour. Go to ArmstrongandGetty.com. Can we hit 35 by the end of the hour? we got to get 60 grand a day to get to 300 by Friday. Yeah. Hey, speaking of. Uh patriotism in the nation and the rest of it. Our friend and tax advisor Stephen Moskowitz has made a hefty donation. Tax professionals, accountants, he's laid down the gauntlet. Those new tax laws, you got people flocking to you. And you're making money this year. I know that's the case. Well, do your bit for the country. Go to armstrongandgetty.com see what you can donate, whether it's a little or a lot. Every 10 20 $30 helps and you whales with a lot of money, give it up. See what you can do. Off the a whale call. It's a whale there. Did you, get, did you get your Christmas tree yet? Probably a lot of people have. We're getting ours today. Do you go real or artificial? What's the greener choice? Experts have weighed in. All right, but here's how you give ArmstrongandGetty.com. ArmstrongandGetty.com. Look for the link, it's easy. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. Of the nation. For people just to sit and whine and complain about things in life, that's not good enough. You got to be in be in the game. Get off the bench. Get in the game. Regardless of politics, of what you think of various you know politics moves with George Bush, forty uh, first president, you can't be much more in the game of life than he was. Oh man! If you have and raise, when well, you have seven kids, you raise six. You lose one when she's three. Which is its own human experience. Oh my! That yeah. luckily most of us don't go through. Um, uh, moved to Texas, him and the wife. This this is part of the biography that I read that was really interesting. He obviously could have taken an easier path. So on his 18th birthday, he joins the Navy and heads off to be a pilot. His dad says, "Go to college." He's wealthy and connected and could have gone to Yale. Then he went off and fought in the war, and nearly got killed. Also, he could have stayed around uh, where they were from in the Northeast and done it that way, but he wanted to make his own money. So he and the wife and the kids they head off for Texas, and lived in a hotel room for a long time, raising their kids out of a hotel room. Which I can't imagine how he convinced Barbara that was a that that, that was what they were going to do. She mm-hmm. talks about how difficult it was every day to entertain. I think they had a, a, a George W. who went on to be president. He's a little kid. He's like one or two, and then they, they've got a girl who's three who ends up dying of leukemia. But he's trying to entertain these kids in a hotel room during the day right. while he's at work uh, mm-hmm. trying to uh, to make it in the oil business. But anyway, you got all that. You get into politics. You're a well, CIA. Hang on director. Now, hang on. After the hotel room, that was when they rented the duplex, right. and the other side of the duplex was hookers, and they had to share a bathroom. A duplex with a shared bathroom. The wealthy northeasterner. But anyway, so work, service. Man, you walk in there having a go, you got a hooker on the john. Excuse me. Sorry, I'll be. I'll wait. Wow. Li- life and death, all branches of government. Really, I mean, you can't get much more involved in life than that. Yeah, yeah. Senator. Ambassador, Pretty interesting. Ran the CIA. Yeah, amazing guy. Um, what was the thing? Oh, Christmas tree. Maybe everybody's gotten their Christmas tree already. What is there a traditional for Christmas tree? When I was a kid, we always got it the Sunday after Thanksgiving. It's a good day. But for some reason, we haven't been able to pull that off. Uh, we're getting ours today. We're going to get it over the weekend, and I don't know, something happened. I didn't want to. Or something. Uh, should you get a real ar- tree or an artificial tree? Which is, what's better for the environment? Clearly artificial. You can't be chopping down trees and killing them, Jack. Better to procure a tree from a factory that belches filth into the sky. Well, and it's made of plastic, so when you throw it in the landfill, it'll be there for the next 57,000 years before it finally biodegrades. I'm going to throw it in the landfill. I'm going to set fire to it <laughs> like a <you> good <get> American. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, where's the plastic trick go when you're done with it? Right. Um, it kind of reminds me of the paper versus Plastic bag controversy that went on for so long. Yeah, paper. We're cutting down the trees. Then, whenever it was the 80s or something, everybody decided plastic. And then very quickly, people figured out no, plastics way worse than than cutting down trees for paper. Right. It's not right. even close. Uh, but so uh, and a similar thing happened with Christmas trees. The 70s. I remember, for some reason I ended up reading a lot about the 70s over the weekend. What a, what an awful time for the world and America. a lot in, of cocaine. In terms of attitudes and the economy and and everything Not else compared to the 80s, I was there. Yes, and, and the malaise <laughs> and just the 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 feeling that the good times are over and we all need to be ashamed of ourselves now. Yes, with plastic trees and presidents <laughs> wearing sweaters. I mean, it was just a bad time. <laughs> but um. But that's when we first got our plastic tree, I guess under the idea that it would be better than chopping down a beautiful tree. The trees scream when you chop them down. Oh you just can't hear the Stop it. And so we all got plastic trees. Really bad looking plastic trees. Didn't even look like a damned tree. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. But they've come a long way. You should see our tree. Yeah, it's I know. Gorgeous. I know they've gotten a lot better. But right. so here it is. If you use the same fake tree for at least five years, it's a wash. Oh, other than that, you're much better off with the real tree. They do factor in things that I didn't realize that, you know, like uh, as long as you shop local locally for your real tree, that's the key. So that you minimize driving and the amount of gas that and you're Boy, using. We're, we're really breaking it. Down I know. Yeah, ridiculous yeah. and filthy. Put into the air. So um, But so if you don't keep the artificial one. That's interesting for five years. Because I remember my family growing up, we would, we would cut down 50 real trees and then try each one out to figure out which one looked the best in our house. <laughs> then the other 49 we would burn. Yeah, that's only smart. Right. So I like to stack car t- tires in the shape of a tree in the living room. And then when they're done, of course, we set them set, aflame. Set fire. And on. we have a tire fire in the backyard. Usually burns for years and years at a time. More than five years? Because <laughs> then it's a walk. Um, but then I did come across this in this article, which I didn't know. The, what's the number one state for uh, Christmas trees? It's got to be California, like everything else. Oregon. Like, um, uh, like I said, Oregon. They use helicopters to harvest a million trees annually. For sale at big box stores and other locations. I don't know. I want to use a helicopter? I wanted to <laughs> You turn it upside down. <laughs> you fly it upside down and have the rotors... Cut down the trees. I, I actually <laughs> wanted to Google that and, and find a video. How exactly are you using helicopters? Yeah, what do you mean? To you can say that. Yeah, but and, and I also thought whoever wrote this sentence, you didn't pause to think. How the hell did they do that? <gasps> I think you should throw in a sentence explaining that. What do you like? Drop a noose over the tree and pull it up out of the ground, or whatever. That's what, what I, I was wondering. You pull them like weeds? No, I have no idea. No, no, no. How how would that work? I don't know. You can't just write that and move on. <laughs> Anyway, we're going real tree. We'll do it today. I'll probably cut it down every year. I think I'm gonna have a heart attack. I think that wouldn't be good. No, that would be a poor Christmas memory indeed. Uh, I want to go big on this next story tomorrow. We don't have time really today, but do you know what vote harvesting is? Unless you pay attention to what's happening in the capital of Corruptafornia, you missed the story in twenty sixteen. We're on strict party line voting the Democrats in the, uh, the legislatures passed a new law that changed the way absentee ballots could be dropped off, brought in. The law, up until 2016, was it had to be a relative or somebody you live with drop off the ballot for you and sign it that I, Joe Getty... I'm dropping this off for my daughter, who's at school, for Who, instance, who's, which we've done. Who's verifying all that? Well, that was the law. But now, but Jerry Brown signed the changes in law two years ago that allows professional campaign workers to collect and return ballots. Including, if they like, sending out swarms of them paid to go door to door to door to door to door. Asking if anybody has any absentee ballots and harvesting them. And saying, oh yeah, this is legit, I got this from Joe Jones, and turning it in. Now, of course, the Democrats are claiming it's a public service, so more people can vote. But, this is the first election it's been in effect, and in Orange County alone, every seat went Democratic. And there were a quarter million election day vote-by-mail drop-offs. A quarter of a million in Orange County alone. Well, again, who's verifying all this? And right after the election day, the Republicans were leading in quite a few races. But bit by bit, as the votes were tabulated, one Republican candidate after another saw leads shrink and then evaporate. This week, a seventh GOP-held congressional seat flipped to the Democrats, etc. And by the way, I'm quoting extensively from the San Francisco Chronicle. This is not Breitbart. This is the Chronicle. A quarter million votes in uh, Orange County. Fred Whitaker, chairman of the county Republican Party, said in a note to supporters, this is a direct result of ballot harvesting allowed under California law for the first time. That directly caused the switch from being ahead on election night to losing two weeks later. Well, uh, about half the country doesn't vote or never does. I've got to assume that chunk of the country that never votes mostly would vote Democrat if you ever got them to vote. Right? If you figured out a way to get their yeah, vote. I don't know if it's 55% or, or 75 but probably a few more. Yeah. So, yeah, this is a good way to get to those people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, the the uh, method by which you'd ensure that the person who was given the ballot was the one who filled it out doesn't exist. No, of course not. That was one of the advantages of the way we've always done it is it was just it would be so much more work have a fraudulent election if everybody has to show up somewhere. Right. Now as we're starting to do some of these new ways of voting it's going to be a lot easier. Yep. Democrats are saying, yeah well we did a better job of going out and getting people's ballots than you did. Quit bitching. Quit complaining. Well, wow, that's something. That um, is something. Some of those chocolate chip cookies in the lunchroom oh they had God. people dropping off hundreds of ballots. No fraud there. We need to talk more about that. Yep. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? America remembering Bush Sr., 41, honored in D.C., France getting rocked by riots. And who is gearing up for another presidential run bigger and bolder than ever? We'll tell you minutes from now. And whether you can give $20 or $20,000, go now to com and give as generously as you can to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Yeah, we'll do a total coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Harvesting in California, interesting text. Uh, There's no electioneering allowed at polling places, but is there electioneering allowed by vote collectors going home to home? Well, and what ensures they return all of the votes? Do they look at the ballots? Are they sealed before they get there? Can they just say, we're collecting ballots, if you're not going to send it in, then fill it out for them? Who would check that? Well, yeah, can they show up at a home with an empty ballot, explain to the person why it would be better for them personally if they voted this way, and then walk away with it? interesting or just stuff. Hand them twenty dollars one more thing uh, before we get to an update uh somebody's girlfriend made chocolate chip cookies with M m's in them they arrived I wasn't planning on eating any. now I've eaten two <laughs> but Michael took four. Grab two Four of cookies them. off the top. Wow. Of, no, 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 no. Mm. Two were for me, and two were for Hanson. I just being polite. It reminds me of when we took everybody out to eat, and you ordered a dessert to go at the end of the meal. Oh, oh <laughs> Two yeah. times is a pattern. <laughs> That's a power move, Michael. You go, can I get a cake to go? What? <laughs> what? That was for those orphans that were... Uh, 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 oh, yeah. yeah. But so we set a mini goal, raising money this week for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, a mini goal of $35,000 this hour let's see where we are we are at $27,920 oh we're not gonna make it we're not gonna make it that's pretty impressive unless you can kick in right now didn't we get 13 grand in like the last 15 minutes or something like that that's pretty impressive but yeah we don't have much time left yeah we got to get to 35 gur by the end of the hour armstrongandgetty.com if you can afford 20 do it 50 75 100 500 whatever you can afford if we get to 35k by the end of the hour, I will eat the third cookie, which I think, oh. I'm pretty sure, will make me chunder. So if you needed, you know, helping the veterans of our armed forces, not enough motivation, you want to make Jack chunder on chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Go ahead and get those donations in. Oh. And listen, that is motivation <laughs> enough. But just, just real quickly, a lot of these kids that they're helping, and I'm old now, I get to call them kids, are like fresh from the front lines. Learning to use their new artificial arm and leg, looking at the world through the one eye they have left, their burns, etc., some severe PTSD cases, and Warrior Foundation Freedom Station is there for them now, helping them heal and helping them not become a terrible statistic. They do God's work, and everybody's a volunteer. Ain't nobody making any money off this. Everybody's a volunteer. It's as pure an act of love for our service people as there is in America. It's amazing. And you can be part of it. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. News now with Marshall Phillips. America is saying goodbye to former President George H.W. Bush this week. Capitol Rotunda is going to be open to the public beginning tonight as the 41st president lies in state. The memorial service is going to be at the Washington National Cathedral. That's set for Wednesday morning. That will be followed by a funeral Thursday back in Bush's hometown of Houston. Bush Sr. died Friday at age 94. And last night on 60 Minutes, his son, former President George W. Bush, said of his dad. The mission was not George H.W. Bush. The mission was, how do we serve the United States? How do we help the United States? How do we make the United States better? Former President Barack Obama was praising Bush Sr.'s steady hand during tumultuous times. What people don't appreciate fully, uh, even within his own party, is the degree to which he had to land the plane when the Berlin Wall comes down. Something that a lot, not a lot of people uh, have recalled publicly. That was a very, very risky time. Sure. Any? Hey, have you heard anything about whether or not Trump's going to speak on Wednesday? They have not announced who is going to speak one way or the other. Trump and the First Lady will be there. That's all we know at this point. In Houston, uh, Bush Sr. is going to be laid to rest along with his wife, Barbara Bush, who died this past April, and their daughter, Robin, who died of leukemia at the age of three in 1953. Well, President Trump is saying China's agreed to cut tariffs on imported U.S. cars. Trump uh, said that China will reduce and remove the tariffs currently at 40%, up from 25% before the trade war with the U.S. began. His tweet coming after he and the Chinese president agreed to put off any further tariffs for 90 days to let more talks go on between the two countries. Now, taking a look at this, it sounds like time to get Positive Sean's one-word market update. The markets are merry. Mary, uh-huh, Mary, yes. this is very festive. like that. my, ho ho ho! Like ho, ho. Bye. ho, 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 ho. <laughs> the Mary markets, an insurgent underdog, no more. Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders is laying the groundwork to launch a bigger presidential campaign than his first. His advisors predict he would open the 2020 Democratic presidential primary season as the front runner. Really. That's what they're saying. How old's Bernie going to be? 77 right now. Wow. Oh. 77. You're 80. Hmm. Those closest to uh, the uh, Democratic Socialists suggest that neither age nor interest from a glut of progressive presidential prospects. Will dissuade him from undertaking a second shot it, at the presidency. This kind of reminds me of when McCain ran with the Straight Talk Express and had a real good campaign that a lot of people got behind, but he got crushed by the machinery that was the uh, the W crowd. And what the Republicans wanted. Uh-huh. And then he came back later, and he right. was just too old at that point. And I think the same thing is going to happen with Bernie here. He got crushed by the Clinton machine, and he's going to come back just too old. But if you want uh, pain, angst, chaos, ugliness, controversy, and a clouded picture on the Democrat side, I would say that, uh, that Bernie throwing his hat in the ring will do that. You will absolutely steal headlines and time, and yeah. and the Kamala Harris's and then Cory Booker's and whomever else throws their the, the Kirsten Gillibrand is terrible. But anyway, all those people yeah. they're going to have to take Bernie out first. You left and a, that process can be kind of unfriendly. You left a name out of that list. Really? Which one? Let me go through my. No, I don't think I did. Hillary Rodham oh. Clinton. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> As requested by Joe Getty, we'll call them the San Diego Chargers. They take out the Steelers thirty-three to thirty in a thriller cap by this final field goal. This one is up and through. It is good. The Chargers win. Michael Badgley from twenty-nine yards. Drilling his third attempt at the game winner, and the Chargers gleefully declined another Pittsburgh penalty. That's awesome, but the Rams won. They're now eleven and one. Yes. Yes! Wow! Rams beating the Lions 30-16. to 16. You got the Raiders and the 49ers both losing their games. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show. The conscience of the nation. Let's bring on Squawky. And the, the biggest NFL story is really the Chiefs let go one of their star players. Yep. And they're having a magical season. They're 10-2, and two, I think. Uh, let go their running back because video came out of him beating up a girl. Right. And uh, everybody had known the story about him beating up a girl. But until there was a video, for whatever reason, it didn't matter. Well, he downplayed it. It was a cleansed version, but the reality of it was much uglier than he had told the team. And you got a bunch of, it it appears, drunk people making various claims. So, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs, with millions of dollars at stake, thought, you know, maybe we'll uh, nod air to the side of booting the guy off the team because he's one of our stars. So they're confronted by the video. Mm. Now there's no choice. Will somebody pick him up? Yes. Absolutely. you think so? Yeah. Yeah. It could take... uh, Uh, One to 52 weeks of perhaps legitimate, perhaps phony counseling. But, yeah, he'll be back on a football field, guaranteed. Donate to a charity in whatever city he goes to. Yeah, you know, and it would be fairly easy to make the argument. These were drunken idiots careening around. Nobody was hurt, seriously. It's just... And I'm not downplaying it. I'm saying from the perspective of front office of an NFL team, they could spin it that way. Uh, we need to get the $35,000 for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station by the end of the hour. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We'll do a total coming up also. Joe brought us the story of boat harvesting yeah. going on in California, which I had not heard of. We got an interesting text, first-person account of that. It's really interesting. Yeah. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show George Bush here I'm watching you do your impression of me And I gotta say, it's nothing like me There's no resemblance It's bad. It's bad. Well, I'm sorry, Mr. President. I think it's a fair impression. It's totally exaggerated. Not me, those those crazy hand gestures, pointing thing. I don't do them. And also, na-ga-da, da, never said it. In all my years of government service, I never once said
0: na-ga-da. Da.
1: <laughs> they became friends, I guess, Dana Carvey and uh, George Bush Sr. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I understand H.W. Uh, was a hard guy not to become a friend of him. You met him na-ga-da. I it reminds me of South Park. They're taking a job. They're taking a job. They're taking a job. <laughs> South Park taking on Amazon this oh, week. Oh, they're going to deliver satire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a pen dipped in poorly drawn cartoons. Um, so we're trying to get to thirty-five thousand dollars. This is Warrior Foundation Freedom Station Week. We're trying to raise three hundred grand for the week. We want to send these fabulous young men and women a home for the holidays, and also support the the programs of Warrior Foundation Freedom Station um, to provide Freedom Station 2 with ramps, with fridges, with microwaves, to have bathrooms for the amputees, um, to expand even more if possible, to help more warriors at this critical, critical time in their lives. And again, over 94% goes directly to the warriors. Everybody's a volunteer in this organization. Everybody. It's amazing, and they bust their butts. It's just awe-inspiring. It is, and you're going to hear a lot, a lot more about it throughout the week. Trying to raise $300,000 this week, but we set a goal this hour of hitting 35. We need to get a total and see how close we are. Gladys. Thank you, Gladys. We are at. $36,215. Oh,
0: okay. What? We got right. a super fun thing to do. We'll do it tomorrow. You guys are so good. So we, we
1: do challenges. We've done this in the past where we're close to a goal but not oh. quite there. And we have a great one for tomorrow. We do. Oh, it's so good. We we're thinking about, because our, our old producer Dominic passed last week. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. He died. And then one thing, he was really into musicals. One year we had him sing show tunes until we hit a certain number. That was rough. I was yeah. donating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I already donated. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, I had Judy just to establish a direct connection between the checking <laughs> account and Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. It was torturous. We're thinking about maybe Sean discussing uh, stock market investments. High finance in general. Forward sure. price earnings ratios. Anybody want to oh, hear about that? The Lord, idea huh? being Sean will talk Hitty. until we reach a certain goal. <laughs> so we'll be unleashing those throughout the week. And then the classic usually comes at the end of the week. Mm. Me, Joe Getty, lovingly playing Tunes on my trombone. And me playing the violin, and I don't know how to play the violin. Well, <laughs> barbaric! It is without a doubt my single favorite segment that we do each year. Really? I love that segment yeah. so much. <laughs> it's tough to take. Oh, I mean, it's like outside the Geneva Convention. Remember, remember <laughs> we'll do it. Remember last year, somebody brought by like a $10,000 violin for me to play poorly oh yeah that man. was scary <laughs> that violin's now worth two thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> it's been stained hilarious stained yeah okay so what has, that's I'm awesome coming. We, you know that's nice we hit our mini goal of, goal of 35k but to get the 300 you have to average 60 a day for five days obviously yeah. and uh podcasters so you podcasters, that always helps a lot. Mm -hmm. We're talking to you, you thieving bastards. Yeah, you're stealing from the show every single day. I'm sorry, that was too much. It's every bit the same as if you walked up behind me, hit me in the back of the head with a bag of cue balls, and took my wallet. That's how you're stealing from me. Throughout the year, if you're listening to the podcast, you absolutely owe... Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, some money. All of that theft can be forgiven. Yeah, well, absolutely. Oh, yeah, donation. you're absolved. Yeah. yeah. And listen, a number of you folks, and we're kidding you with the whole theft thing, <laughs> kind of. No. Um, you're, uh, you've said, hey, guys, I would willingly pay X. Okay, figure out what that number is for you. And don't give it to us. Give it to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Mm-hmm. Subscribe to the free podcast by donating. Do you know why we don't charge for the podcast? Because we're stupid. That's right. Yes, because we're stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Jack, you don't want to come off as stupid to your friends and peers by using phrases like bring home the bacon or take the bull by the horns. Those expressions are going out of fashion to avoid offending vegans, according to academics. All right. (laughs) An academic. Lest you have the wrath of the vegans upon you. (laughs) Well, Well, last (laughs) night we were having bacon and somebody brought up bacon and Henry said, it's pig, yo. (laughs) That's great. <laughs> it is indeed pig, yo. Ah uh, phrases such as flog a dead horse could also go the way of the dodo. According to doctor Sharina Hamza, whose name is ironically Hamza. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Oh, hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the squad. Let's begin with Marshall Phillips. Marshall, Final Thoughts. I uh, went in, didn't take me any time at all, donated to the Warrior Foundation Freedom Station in honor and memory of my dad, Ed Phillips. He was a major in World War II. That's fantastic. How long do you think it took you, the whole process of maybe, donating? Maybe two minutes. Awesome. Yeah. Marshall's a technical wizard, though. That's true. Of it. course. Oh, God, yeah, sure. we uh, call him uh, Bill Gates Jr. around here. <laughs> hey, uh, Positive Sean, Final Thoughts? Yeah, Warrior Foundation Freedom Station as part of the donation process. You can uh, put your name or you can put the name of somebody you're donating in right. uh, In for. Also, not enough creative, just random celebrity names being donated. Get creative with your donation names, people. Oh, right, yeah, because you can list any name you yeah. want. Homer Simpson, whatever. <laughs> Michelangelo, your final thoughts. You know you've already overspent on Christmas yep. presents. Take some of them back. They don't need them. <laughs> and give that money to Warrior Foundation Freedom Stations. Thank you, Michael. At the very least, if you, like me this time of year, you're kind of ooged out by uh, the materialism that you and your family are indulging yourselves in, this will help some, no doubt about it, because this is really a good cause. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Or do what my family does. Just make a donation in everybody's name. Oh, because you're better than everybody Yes, to Warrior Foundation (laughs) for Station. Stations. And listen here, uh, we make our living saying silly stuff, and, and, you know, you've heard the show, you know what we do. Um, I, I would not lie to you. I would not exaggerate by one percent. The Work Warrior Foundation Freedom Station does, and the way that they do it is miraculous. It's the best of humanity. It's the best of America. The more you know about this organization, the more you want to support it. Oh yeah, this this Friday we'll meet um, people that work there and and people soldiers warriors that have, uh, have benefited from it. And it's really really inspiring. Yeah. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people, thanks to a little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Give to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. You can also drop us an email if you like. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. If you see something we ought to be talking about, y'all are great at that. Send it along. People need to stop bringing baked goods to work. Ugh! I clearly do not have the ability to resist that. Ugh! See you tomorrow. God bless America. This is... Uh And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Bye-bye. In all my years of government service, I never once said, na-da-da. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.
0: information.